Hello, and welcome to Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with A-Leaf ISD, and I want to thank everyone for uh, joining our, our episode this week. We spend a lot of time in, on Impact Ed talking about career readiness for our students. The, that's something that our school district, our school board, uh, obviously myself and, and our staff, uh, it is a very, very important issue, topic, whatever word you want to use, uh, that we spend a lot of time and we, quite frankly, we spend a lot of money on. And that is attempting to to prepare students in a meaningful opportunity once they leave high school. And we, we, we spend a lot of time talking about some students are going to college, some students are not. And for those students who are pursuing things that are of interest to them, we talk a lot about the way in which we prepare them. And we also bring in young men, young women who have experienced that. And so today we're going to talk to three individuals, two former students who are out in the workforce, as you might expect, and then we have a student. And we're going to talk about the automobile industry auto tech industry. I'm going to let these three individuals introduce themselves in one second. We're going to hear from uh, a couple of young men who are products of A-Leaf ISD and products of a auto tech program. And then we're going to hear from a young lady who is currently in the auto tech program. And so you'll hear different perspectives. But before we get started on this conversation, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. So I'm going to start with the ladies first. So Vivian, maybe introduce yourself, what grade you're in and where you're, where you're attending school. So I'm Vivian Vo, and I'm a junior student. I'm a, this is a, my second year at CTE, and I go to Elsick High School. Thank you. Will? Uh, my name is Will Diaz. I graduated from Hastings High School in 2007. I also went through the automotive program, and I currently uh, own my own independent repair shop here in Houston. I've uh, been in business for four years and been have been in the industry since I graduated. So quite a while now, quite over a while. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Will. Hello, my name is Julian Mendoza. Most students may know me as uh, Mr. Mendoza. I'm an instructor here at uh, our Hastings uh, campus in A-Leaf. Um, I've been a technician for about nine years uh, in, in the industry. I uh, first started my first job after I got an internship. I landed an internship here at uh, Hastings High School. Uh, it was at Mossy Nissan. I uh, was an intern for like about a year, uh, one year apprentice, and then after that I became a technician, which that was about seven years. Uh, after that, um, I ended up searching for another job. That job landed me at Sewell Cadillac. Sewell Cadillac was across the street from that. Uh, worked there for like about six months. Uh, one of my older instructors, since I used to visit every maybe year or so, every six months, uh, I used to conversate with the ins- uh, instructors and then conversate with the students. They offered me a job since they were about to open this new facility, which is uh, state of the art, and I uh, wish I would have uh, gotten a chance to <laughs> to um, we hear take it. Yeah. yeah, we hear that a lot from, <laughs> from graduates. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, came in in 2018, and uh, I've been here since then. Great. Uh, we, we're going to have three really powerful perspectives. We're going to have a young man who graduated from this program who is actually teaching in the program now. We have a young man who graduated from this program who went out and has started his own business uh, with some of the skill sets. And then we have a young lady who's in the middle of going through the program. Uh, you can't think of any more diverse <laughs> pathways from three individuals. So I am grateful for all three of you guys being here. I really am. I'm, 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 I've been looking forward to this conversation, to be honest with you. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thank you. Before we begin recording this, I told him, I said, one of the things I want to talk about is not only auto tech as a career path. I'd like for both Will and Julian 
to talk a little bit about how it, it's, it's expanded their own lives. It, yes, it was, it was, the platform was auto, the auto industry and the, serv- the auto tech service industry. But talk about how it's expanded your own professional career in, in the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. And Will, if you don't mind, maybe talk about that. And then we can all just kind of comment back and forth on that if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm grateful to be here again. I'm real, this is quite an honor for me being a part of this building of this program. Uh, it's it's very fulfilling to be able to, in, in, a, in a small way, sort of give back. Um, so I'll share, I mean, how it's helped me and, and, and why I will, I think, forever be, be grateful is it kind of set those fundamental building blocks, you know, to, to life, to a career. Uh, I can still remember the very minor task that they had us do in auto tech, you know, a class that as as a teenager, you, you see, you're like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the whole purpose of this? Yeah. But it's not until you grow older and you're in the field that you're like, man, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> like I'm glad. And, and then you see, yeah. you know, people or, or guys and ladies that maybe didn't have that opportunity in, in their high schools and programs they've been through. And and you see the difference, right? So where you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm glad I went through that. So, again, from all those small tasks to the the, uh, the the instructors that you know, like I had when I went through the program, I had Mr. Riddle, which is he's still here. You know, I'm very grateful, and you know, I'm, I'm glad to be able to still have a relationship with him and see him still, you know, helping people. That's what you know. Other than it being a job and a career, you you really are helping people. Again, I'm, I'm a product of it and very happy to have gone through and here to, you know, give back to, you know, I like Vivian here. If, if we can help one, you know, student at a time and, and setting them and, you know, putting them in on the right path or helping them, um, why not, right? It's very fulfilling and, and it's good. So it's helped me a ton. I mean, from just in auto shop and, and in, the, in the automotive industry to just in business in, in general, you know, having a, a good understanding of math and, you know, English and how to write. And, you know, when I first started writing emails, I'm like, all right, I'm not too bad at it. Like, I'm <laughs> glad I, you know, passed, you know, graduated. Yeah. Uh, math, you know, when I hear a lot of kids say, I'm never going to use this. You know what? It's not about using certain things. It's about, because this is going to happen in life and, and, and especially in business, there's going to be things you don't know. There's going to be things that are very difficult and intimidating at first. But guess what? You're not going to shy away from them and say, I don't like it. You're going to do it, at least if, if you want to be successful. You, you know, it, as businesses, okay, how to set up a business. Well, there's all these different things, and it's overwhelming. It's LLCs, and it's incorporations, and, and companies. And Guess what? you got to figure it out. You're going to yeah. learn it. So things like that, like anytime I hear uh, you know, a younger person say, oh, how am I ever going to use this? Like you'd be surprised. <laughs> it, maybe even if it's not the specifics of it, but the whole point of doing something, whether you like it or not, to be able to get to your goal, right? Which in, in high school is you want to graduate so you can be an adult and go on with your life. Right. Uh, but you know that that's something that serves you know a, a big purpose. It teaches a good lesson uh, when young. And again, it's been it's a good, a good thing you you touch bases on that. Uh, I get that a lot from the students, and I mean, I, I tend to uh, make my lesson plans based on uh, writing, reading, and as well as uh, uh, doing some math in, into it, <laughs> involving all that into my uh, my lesson plans. So yeah. 
what I do in the mornings for my warm-ups, I uh, have them watch a YouTube video or something like that, Something, some new kind of technology out there that's out there in, in the vehicles. You got your electric cars that are coming into the industry, so that's kind of hitting hard real, real good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they tend to, to write about them. They, they're like, oh, well, well, how would I use this in the industry? And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, whenever you do become a technician or if you become a manager, whatever you become, you will be writing essays. You will be uh, making notes. You will be uh, um, talking about all this. And then uh, especially whenever you become a technician, you do a lot of warranty work. Mm-hmm. So that warranty work requires detailed explanations of what uh, component you've taken apart mm-hmm. or what you've uh, uh, done to that car in order to, to, to get paid for it. So if, if you don't write that detailed process, you, you will not get paid for it. Yeah, that's true. And that's a, a, a real good point. And then um, on top of that, Matt... Uh, your calculations whenever you're dealing with engines, uh, you're taking things apart, you're putting them back together, you have to torque them down to certain specs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I give them a chance to experience that inside the shop. So we, we talk about torque wrenches, we talk about micrometers, and they're always uh, in, in, in the mat, in the mat. Even though some of them are not or don't like that, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're always uh, doing it. And so I, I teach them from, from every perspective so that they can understand that that they will need it in the future. <laughs> in the education world, we kind of call that applied math. There's really no word for it. There's no, it's not algebra or geometry. It's everything. It's, a, yeah. it's where you actually have math that you apply to a real, to a real situation. From an educator's perspective, I think most of us would agree, and I'm interested in Vivian's con- <laughs> opinion on this, but if I'm a kid going through a class and I'm, going, and I'm learning math and it's applied to auto tech or it's applied to some specific thing I'm working on, doesn't that make it more palatable? In other words, it answers the question about why am I learning this? Yes, right? it really does because as a student, I guess, learning algebra, you're going through these formulas and you're like, I'm not going to use this formula in your workforces. That's why we connect the um, logic that, okay, if I'm not going to use geometry or algebra in my workforce, uh, for example, as a technician, what's the point of it? Right. We just say like, okay, they teach us useless things because they don't connect our workforce with it. I understand your perspective, but I understand our perspective where we're like, we're just learning solely on a subject, not connected with our our workforce. And plus, we don't know what we're going to want. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes it, sense. It, it does make sense. And I mean, we've both been there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and not, I not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. I'm looking at you guys like, man, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, part of it, it's like, like what I was saying earlier, part of it is connecting in and, and painting a bigger picture. Hey, why why does this matter, right? Just like when you're a kid and, and your parents are always tell you, hey, have good manners. Like, why? You know, if, if it's just, you're just at home with your family, with your, you know, siblings. But when you go out in the real world and you start, you know, socializing and talking to other people, you're a representation of your family, your parents. So that's why they want you to have good manners. <laughs> really and, and, you know, I think something that's helped me with my team is always painting that bigger picture because it's very easy to say or to ask for something to get done in in the school setting like hey you have this homework that's due or this project or learn this Uh, but sometimes it takes some kind of dissecting and again looking big picture to be able to explain and motivate somebody to do it right because then then it ties it in okay that makes sense then they have a little bit more and, motivation. And then, of course, you have your different learners that learn hands-on and they learn visually or they learn by reading it. So then you have to kind of compensate Absolutely. for that, too. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, I, uh, what I tend to do in my lessons, I try to give them a picture, try to give them a video, uh, something to read about it. Maybe somebody might understand it a little better if they read it on their own. 
or or actually do it hands on inside the shop. For so sure. that's something. I should have been in your class, Dan. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> what's 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 happening in the auto industry right now? I mean, you meant, you mentioned earlier some of the driverless cars. I mean, the autonomous cars and all that. But I mean, what what's going on from your perspective? And you, I mean, being out there, you know, in, in the in the real world, as we would say it, there's a lot of changes very fast. Not just in the auto repair, like you know, uh, mechanical, like oil changes and in an engine, but also on the body repair side, paint, collision, uh, a lot of changes. So with that, I think there's going to be a lot of challenges. But then again, there's going to be a lot of opportunity as well. But you talk about uh, technology. It's a, it's a big part of what's changing. Vehicles are becoming more complex, and there's a necessity for, for a higher level of knowledge and skill to uh, be able to diagnose and, uh, um, of course, fix these vehicles properly. So that's a, a big one. Uh, 90% of these vehicles nowadays are basically electronically ran. So, okay. I mean, without those electronics, that vehicle will not properly run. So um, we do need scan tools. We need complex computers to kind of diagnose these vehicles. And that's just a sense of what we're kind of trying to do here. You, you ever heard of the term shade tree mechanic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you're not, even though you're young, you've heard of that? Heard so of my that. dad was a shade tree mechanic. You know, Vivian didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. So it used to be people would... When cars were less complex, somebody would bring them over to some guy or some girl that knows a little bit about cars, and they'd pull it underneath the tree to be in the shade. They'd open the hood, and they'd rev the engine up a little bit. And I remember people coming to my dad. My dad was a shade tree mechanic, and they'd rev the engine up, and he'd listen to it like a doctor, you know. And uh, he'd go, I think that's this or that's that. You don't do that anymore. You, 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 you can't. can't really change your own oil anymore, right? <laughs> And I, and I think one of the, the message I'm hearing, and I hope the listeners are taking from this, is that this is a, a significant change in technology, and the students who are in auto tech programs are not the auto tech students of 25 years ago. Oh, absolutely not. Completely I mean, different. You've got to be a, a mathematician. Almost. A technology expert, right? Yeah, yeah. I have friends uh, with electronic engineering degrees, chemical engineering degrees, and I can sit here and have a conversation with them and mm-hmm. and. They look at me like, "What did you, you do again? <laughs> well, you know, what did you study at first? Right. But it's just because, like, like Mr. Mendoza was saying, they're so complex, and they're changing. If you look at, you know, the automobile, how much has changed in the last ten years compared to, you know, thirty, forty years ago? There's been just like all technology across, I think, the board. There's been so many changes. It's and it's not slowing down. You know, you have yeah. Tesla. It's coming out full electric cars and. You know, it's been rocky for them, but they, they're <laughs> making some big leaps and actually changing the industry. So, Vivian, you, you're you're a student going through this program now. You're a junior, right? Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about I'm I'm just curious. The, the audience is probably going, is that a girl <laughs> in auto tech? I, you told me early off air that your family had a lot to do with your interest. Talk a little bit about your personal interest and how that's happened. And then where do you see yourself? I mean, how do you how do you see this playing out to the extent you can right now? I wouldn't say this is my main choice of career, but I would say this is one of my passions. Going on with like how I was inspired is like seeing my father fixing cars was always like a second home to me. Like his shop was my second home. Seeing him fix uh, like the brakes, the engine was like it was like a little child looking at his hero. Right. Like he was my hero. So seeing my father as a master technician. It just inspired me and like seeing my other brothers follow the career path. I was like, why not? Why not follow it too? Because it seems like I can get help. I can be inspired. It's nothing more like being inspired by your hero and making them proud. 
I don't know exactly how I'm gonna be in the future with this career path, but I hope I can at least be learning some knowledge. And with that being said, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, y- you don't necessarily need to just become a technician. There's a lot of jobs out there um, in the dealership industry. If you do work at a dealership, there's your sales department, there's a parts department, and of course, there's your service where your technician is located at. You could be a manager in uh, in, in the sales department, a manager in the parts department, or a manager in the, in the uh, service department. But at the end of the day, by you knowing a little bit more than than about cars and, and a little bit more about this industry, then that kind of gives you a little leap ahead of uh, the other people that are out there just starting a, a job or something like that that have no clue about uh, about cars and stuff like that. So I mean, that's that's real real good that that you are uh, thinking about the future. <laughs> <laughs> that that helps. And yeah. just to give you a, a little bit more advice as well is. Uh, it's what you're learning here. It's going to serve you. It's going to help you in the future, guaranteed. Um, it's not only is it a nice facility, but I've been able to meet a lot of the people involved. And I can tell you these people involved are not in it just for the money. They actually care about the students. But, you know, just having being a little bit older than you, <laughs> I, get, I pick up on that because, I you know, meet a lot of people, especially being in business. And the people here are actually um, they do care. So you have that advantage and it's going to serve you. I mean, I, I have a young lady that works for me. She's a, a client advisor, which is, you know, the, basically the person you go and talk to when you take your car into a, a shop. She loves her job. You know, you, you get to meet a lot of people, create some pretty cool, awesome relationships. Uh, and then like Mr. Mendoza was saying, there's a, a lot of opportunities, different positions and you know, finance, if you want to deal with numbers, there's, you know, sales, if you want to deal more with people um, in the repair, you can be out in the shop. You know, it's not being a mechanic or a technician nowadays. It's not the same as, you know, like back in the shade tree mechanic days, <laughs> you know, there's some shops that have, you know, tile floors and, you know, AC. <laughs> and you think I have people come to my shop and they ask, like, where do you work on the cars? <laughs> and the cars are all sitting there in the shop. <laughs> and I'm like, right here. Just because it's a different setting, you know, not only are the cars changing, but also the industry is changing. And I believe that with this program and with this group of people and with students like you as well that, you know, have that, again, without, you could have an amazing program if you don't have students, that's a problem. But I believe that everybody working together, we we will change the industry for the better uh, so that you can have a, a very rewarding career and also, just be an example for other, you know, young ladies and young men. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a lot of times society places a lot more emphasis on kids who go to college and become that engineer that you were talking about earlier. Will did y'all experience it when you were going through it, where you felt? Oh, absolutely. Felt yeah. as though yeah. well, maybe I'm not living up to no, some. It's real. It's yeah. real. I do believe. I mean, from my experience, I believe it's shifting. I believe it's changing. I hear stories and, and know a lot of people mm-hmm. personally that. You know, go to college, get in debt, and then they can't find a job. My opinion is, it, just like business isn't for everybody, college isn't for everybody. I feel like you know, it's depending on what you want to get out of life. You know, some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated just by the status. You know, mm-hmm. from corporate or this and that. So I definitely got that. It, it's it's real. So I mean, it's what I tell the kids out there is just you know, be careful who you listen to. Sometimes it's just bad advice coming from a good place, whether it be a parent, a friend. But, you know, if you dream or if you have an idea and you, hey, automotive appeals to you, even in the, the smallest bit, 
go for it. Yeah. Do it. You know, this is coming from somebody that, again, I've, I still have a lot of things I want to accomplish, but I, I do have to sit back sometimes and, and recognize what I have done. You know, <laughs> I've been able to, I was fortunate enough to purchase a home when I was 23, had a business, you know, ups and downs. So I have done some things that, which I like to share that with people, with kids especially. But I do tell them, man, like, follow your dream. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like pe- kids get told to dream big, and the minute they do, they're like, well, no, let's see. <laughs> not, <that, laughs> not that big. Not that big. That's too that's scary. But then right. again, I know that a lot of times, especially parents, and I got it from my parents. I got the, hey, I, I want to go do this. you know. And I did have an older brother that, that also does the same and, and follow a similar path. They've always been supportive, but I did get the, are you sure you don't want to be a lawyer? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm in my head, it like never crossed my head to be a lawyer. I'm like, pretty sure I don't want to be a lawyer. Um, you know, I kind of like Vivian, I kind of fell into it as well with my dad, you know, doing his yeah. own, you know, small repairs. But uh, yeah, I definitely get that out there as far as like, it doesn't get, uh, it's not as glamorous yeah. as, you know, a college yeah. career. Are you finding that as a classroom teacher or as an instructor, Julian? Yeah, I mean, uh, like they said, that they had a, a background to it. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to have a background to it. So, I mean, some of these kids are coming in there, and, I mean, I, I see myself in them because they're, they're coming in, and, and they're coming in without any knowledge about cars and not even knowing how to pick up a tool, not knowing how to do anything and stuff like that. And and I put myself in their shoes because I'm like, I started the same way you did. Yeah. And, I, and I talked to them about that. I, I, I mean, I started the same way you did. It's possible— you could accomplish a lot just by paying attention, listening, and of course doing what you're supposed to be doing. But but yeah, um, um, it's it's a good program. Um, I loved it. I guess you could say. Yeah. But, but the instructors, uh, Mr. Riddle and Mr. Lozano, both of them are still here. Talk, let's talk about the money for a second, because I think I think it's a, it's an important part of this. Okay. You, part of what A Leaf has been trying to do, part of what a lot of us, including me, have been trying to do is, and I use the word legitimize. That may not be the right word, but to legitimize a pathway that a kid or a student may want to take, and, let's, and since we're talking about auto tech, to what auto tech, to legitimize the auto tech industry, if you will, the education you receive, legitimize that and compare it comparably to an engineer. Because as we talked about earlier, the math that you're using and the science you're using and the, the reading and the writing and the, the, the mindset you're having to use to, to work in your industry in some cases is more complicated, more complex than what any four-year master's degree is going to be is going to expect of you. But the money sometimes always gets in the way. They say, well, I'm never going to make enough that enough money. I'm, I'm interested in your perspective uh, about the conversation we should be having with students. And I don't, I don't know where Vivian comes down on this because she's grown up with it. But trying to tell people that, you know what, when I went to my 10-year reunion after graduating high school, and that was a long time ago, but when I went to my 10-year reunion, the people that were making the most money at that 10-year reunion were not the people with four-year degrees. and There were people that were doing skilled labor, skilled trades, and they were doing what Will has done, or they were doing what you have done, Julie, which is opening their own business, worked in the private sector, started doing their own thing. That's the people that were making the most money. Does that come up as a part of the... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, in, in the industry that I worked in was which dealership uh, industry... Typically, your salary starts from, let's say, about uh, maybe $10 working in a lube rack or something like that, mm-hmm. and then you kind of work yourself up. $15 once you start as a tech, and then you work yourself up a little bit more. Once you become master status, you're getting paid like about $25 an hour or something like that. And it's just uh, based on your continued education after that. 
you have different uh, branches, different manufacturers that have training. So if I was working at Nissan dealership, so Nissan had their own uh, training. And so they would send me to Dallas. It was almost like a paid vacation, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, you would take a class and uh, you would be there for like about maybe two, three, four days sometimes and uh, get uh, knowledge on more specifically on their vehicles. And so um, you would end up getting a little raise after that. And then uh, at the end of the day, I mean, usually 35 maybe $40 an hour would probably be the, the tops mm-hmm. of, of what what they were getting paid. And then from there, uh, you would use that. And inside the dealership, you would uh, f- you would get paid flag hours, which flag hours is going to mean whatever you uh, in- intend on doing that day. Or like let's say, for instance, you have an eight-hour day you end up doing a transmission job or something like that. That transmission job is going to pay a certain amount of money, so it's going to pay about maybe 10, 10 hours. So if you knock that out like in half a day and if you do another one, so you could stack that mm-hmm. and make about two transmissions or something like yeah. that and make about 20 hours in, in eight hours. So it really depends on how how much you apply yourself and how much work you get uh, out of right. the way or done. And so, I mean, you really, the sky's the limit on that yeah. money, yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. The point is there's a way to make a mm-hmm. very good living. Absolutely. Uh, Honest living. And I, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Vivian, do y'all, as, as, as a student, does the amount of money that I can possibly make as I get older, is that part of your mindset or part of the mindset? Or I, I don't think that's completely our mindset because as right now we're not worrying about our future, like completely about the money set. But I would say like, is passion driven, then money comes afterwards. So can you I, say that again? Yeah, uh, you're. mine passion <laughs> comes first, and money driven <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, Will agrees with that. I I, I want to yell that like from a mountaintop. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I can add to that from my perspective, and just to give the listeners a, a little bit of, of perspective as a reference, is I've I've worked at a dealership here in town. Um, which is owned by a publicly traded company, so it's it's it's, it's corporate mm-hmm. in, in regards to the automotive industry, and I've done the private, you know, independent shop. So, as far as money goes, to me, I mean, it's important, right? It, you have to. I mean, you don't want to go work, and you can be really passionate about it, but you can't pay bills with passion, right? So, mm-hmm. right. you you'll you'll worry about that more later as it comes, Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> As far as the money goes, my take on that is, is yes, like Mr. Mendoza was explaining, the way technicians get paid, it's depending basically on your job. He mentioned, you know, $30, $40 an hour. It's not hourly. It doesn't, it's not, $30 an hour does not directly translate to how much somebody Mm -hmm. makes in a year. There's people making $40 an hour that make, you know, $40,000 in a year, and there's people that made 150000 you know, doing the same exact job. It really just kind of boils down to, your skill, you know, how much your production, how much you work, and also what what place you're working in. M- my take on it is just as the industry is changing, the pay, in my opinion, has to change because, again, the public perception of a mechanic, and it, you call a, a current-day technician a mechanic, it does something or it sets them off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. To me, it's not as, as important. It's an insult? Is that an insult? It's an insult, it, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. because of just how much they... Again, yeah. all the education behind it, right. all the investment, and I would say an average technician out there in the world now, in the, in, in the working now, has an, at least a fifty thousand dollar investment in tools that you know some shops, some places pay for, some don't. So 
yeah, I mean, people take insult to that. You know, mm-hmm. don't call me a mechanic. That's I'm not a mechanic. You know, or you and get I, that grease monkey. T- or the grease <laughs> monkey. And, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, and it's a real thing. Just like whenever you want to go in the industry and you get the oh, you should go to college. Even when you're in it, you know, you get that. I feel like as a blue collar profession, it doesn't technicians and, and mechanics more so than other people in the, in the in the industry don't get the amount of you know how could i say it um respect in a sense you right, know right. doctors are respected lawyers are respected now granted we're not performing you know surgery but it, we, we are doing an essential job in the community where you know an automobile is super well, important well, it's an essential job in society in society yeah, yeah. so we're, we're providing you know we're, we're helping a lot of people i mean just it's a billion-dollar industry. There's a lot of cars out there, especially here in Houston. I mean, we don't have a subway system like New York does, <laughs> so there's a lot of people driving. But, you know, when it comes to that perception and the, and the, and the public, is yeah, we, we, we deal with that. And so I feel like when it comes to the industry, it's changing. I believe the way that technicians specifically, but also other people in the industry, how they get paid, will change as well and i know that of some major corporations making some changes because again and, th- and that's actually why i asked you vivian i was like could you repeat that because <laughs> i strongly believe in that is you know first is the passion and then the money follows i mean i'm a product of that like i've done that since you know my first job in a dealership i worried about hey i really love doing this i'm gonna do the best job at it and then what came what followed was the money you know um so as everything changes, it's all relative, I believe. So cars are getting more complex. I feel like with social media, if done right, you can educate your your consumer or just you know regular mm-hmm. people out there and educate them in just how complex they are and also change that perspective that they have of your automotive technician to where, you know, okay, maybe they're not grease monkeys. Maybe these are... You know, hardworking, intelligent, they're, they're, highly skilled and trained. They're scientists. I, 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 Basically, I, I look at them as scientists. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're they're working on. Uh, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call someone working on a space shuttle, or something we're getting ready to launch from. Kate, that, I mean, they're not called mechanics or. You would, yeah. they, those are astronaut scientists, Scient- right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, nowadays it's not uncommon for a car to have an issue, right? Something that. In the old days, it would be a mechanical issue. Oh, something must be broken. And a software update fixes it. I yeah. mean, you, yeah. you know, I, I sometimes when I explain car repairs to, to clients, I say, you know, I grab my phone and I say, you know, your car is like a big rolling mobile the smartphone. And, like, I see a light bulb go off and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can get, you know, fixes over, you know, like Tesla does repairs. Just you don't even have to take your car in. They just yeah. update the software and you know, guess what? That problem your car had is no longer there. So you know, it's 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 only going to get, I would say, better because you know you gotta love technology if used right. Uh, but I think everything is changing together. Fascinating, fascinating. Vivian, your what's your favorite part about this industry right now? I think it's just how because it's, it's given me an opportunity to meet people, to fix cars that I never seen before, look at problems in a different way, like in how versus how my father taught me. Versus how an instructor taught me. No, it makes a lot of sense. For you guys, this and for those who are in this industry, this is like you're not even going to work. You're you're (laughs) playing with things that are so technical and so highly sophisticated. And you're, Will, you mentioned it earlier. You're the demand for your services 
will never go away. I mean, the the, the they matter of fact, they were more dependent. I am. I mean, I've I've got two vehicles and and I was I'm not a shade tree mechanic by any stretch. I learned some things from my dad, but I can't do anything now with a vehicle, nothing. And, and it would cost me more to fix what I screwed up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> you see it every day in your. Let me get a couple of my clients to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but no, I... definitely. A lot, a lot. I mean, so complex. I and mean, it blows my mind just how technologically advanced these cars are. And, and yeah. you know, there's going to be glitches. There's going to be, you know, it's an uphill battle, but, you know, even the, the, when the first automobile first came out, it wasn't perfect. You know, there's been a lot of improvements made over time. And, I mean, that, that shortness of time, too, whenever computers came out, I mean, they came out, what, in 1990s or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. So as soon as they came out, I mean, they were get, getting integrated into the vehicles. Um, I think 1995, they were starting to get a little diagno- – well, even before that, they were starting to get diagnostics into it. But they were co- starting to get a little more complex uh, diagnostics into it, like hitting 96, I want to say. Then afterwards, uh, 2007 came along, and then that's when even more complex computers came along. Nowadays, uh, you'll have on on these high-end vehicles like your Cadillacs, your your Acuras, your Infinities, and stuff like that. Your high-end vehicles, you'll have like uh, on a seat, just just a simple seat, maybe five computers on there, just uh-huh. monitoring a a seat, just how it moves, or it, if it's heated, or, or or something like that. Massages. <laughs> I, I remember, so I'm way older than you guys. First vehicle I ever owned, you know, you had roll down a window. Yeah. Well, so there was no electric window that could break. I mean, there was. We've got so many things that can go wrong in a car now. <laughs> yeah. So many. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And it's as if they just keep adding more and more, and it's all cool stuff. Yeah. But it's all stuff that is going to break at some point. Yeah. yeah. When when which keeps you, know, you in business. When when clients come to me and, and their friends, family, and hey, I'm looking for a car. You know, I get this. I get asked this a lot. What should I get? Okay, well, that's such a broad question. I'm like, okay, let me see what the best way to answer this is. But I always tell people, the more bells, the more whistles, the more that can break. Just keep that in mind. And the example I give them, which a lot of people relate to, is, okay, if you have a bigger house, it's going to have, you know, two AC units. It's going to have 10 AC filters throughout the house (laughs) as opposed to if you have a, you know, 1,500-square-foot home. It's going to be a lot less maintenance and, and things to break. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So I have a question for the technician. As technician who have seen how this male-dominating um, industry is changing to more diverse in gender, how do you feel on that? I love it. Yeah. I love it. The thing is also that uh, different people see different things in different perspectives. So with that being said, I mean, uh, especially working at, at a dealership and an independent shop as well, uh, you have all sorts of uh, people there. And so one person is going to look at an item one way. Another person is going to look at an, uh, at an item another way. Once you get those heads together and you start working on one single car, those problems get solved. And that's a real, real good, uh, I guess you could say, uh, relationship to have with those other technicians. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, Vivian, I, I, my hat off to you for, for being in it. I'm, I'm glad that you came up in it and you have some, some support in a way. I just want to tell you, I want you to succeed so bad just because <laughs> and, and anybody I, I love to see people succeed especially younger people but as a young lady and as being part of this program I feel like you could share that story and just help so many young ladies and and there's there's a lot out there they're just you're right it's male dominated so you don't hear so much about them and you know but there's a lot of female technicians female shop owners I personally know a few and, and they love it and did I I feel like our industry as it's changing, 
we almost need ladies in it. Yeah. Yeah, just because, you know, the, the, our clients and our employees and, and you guys are a lady brings just a whole different aspect into a business, into a workplace. So. I've always thought that if there was a completely woman-operated shop, for lack of a better term, you would service almost every woman out there because women sometimes feel intimidated going and they feel like they're take, being taken advantage of. Yeah. yeah. Some guy talks over their head a mile. That's very true. That's right. Well, and, and it's true. It happens a lot. It's It probably doesn't happen nearly as often as what the common, the, you know, the common theme is. But I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not in the industry, obviously. I, as a superintendent, I love seeing, and I don't care your gender, your race, your, I don't, I don't. If you have something you enjoy and you think you like and you think that's something that you want to pursue, that's what brings me joy. That's yes. what that yeah. that's what I as an educator yeah. and as a as a much older man than you guys, that's what makes me smile. And and so this facility, I know y'all have mentioned this facility several times. We've done several Impact Ed podcasts where we talk about programs in this building. I am as proud of the auto tech facility and the kids who have earned the right to be taught in that type of environment. I want them, when they go in that laboratory, if you will, that, that center, to learn more about the automotive industry, I want them to think that they are as important, because they are, they're as important as any student who's going into a course that may take them to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what true. I want. And I want them to feel that way. I want them to feel like someone cares about them and someone believes that their desires and are as important as the kid who scored a perfect score on the SAT. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe, and I believe more people will, will, you know, only because, again, how the industry is changing. But also to add to that is it's also your modern-day technician. They're, they're different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Different. There's a lot of their skill. There's training. I mean, You need to be wearing a white coat with a stethoscope around <laughs> your neck. Yeah, you have to. So it's, it's – Sometimes they are out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it, yeah. it doesn't – it boils down to not just – people believing in them but but giving people a reason to believe in them right mm-hmm. and and it's like i said it's we have our, our work cut out for us but I, you know it's it's not impossible to do Good. but definitely uh, very important as part of it if you look at a big picture in a, in a community and society in general thank you for that though yeah yeah and i wanted to kind of touch bases a little bit more on that on the girl and guy type of deal because yeah. in my class i i see that um difference too um i probably might have maybe one or, or, or two girls in my classes and but that one girl or two girls that are in there, they're more applied towards whatever they're trying to get at. Uh, the guys, they're probably fooling around a little bit here and there every now and then, or they're probably not that focused. But, I mean, a girl being in, in, in this industry and actually being in the class, that kind of says that they actually do want to learn about it, that they do want to uh, um, accomplish something out of it. And, I mean, I'm not saying that the guys don't, but I'm just saying, like, they yeah. they, they kind of pursue it a little better, and they, they're passionate like you are. And so um, to put up to put up with being in there yeah, tells it, you right away, right? Exactly, <laughs> too. Yes. Let me ask you: You oh. mentioned your parents or, or your dad is a mechanic. My two brothers and my dad. Okay, and yeah. do they work at a shop or a dealership? So my brother uh, works at Lexus. Okay. My dad works at an independent shop. Awesome, awesome. Julian, what you're talking about, I, you're right. I think anyone who puts themselves in a situation where they may be uncomfortable or they don't they don't look like everyone else. Their desire has got to be a little bit stronger to overcome that alone because if their desire wasn't there, it would be easy to use that as an excuse that I don't want to do that. That's true. To, I don't want to be in there. So, Well, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up, but before I do it, I want to make sure 
Um, we could talk a long time. I could talk a long time on this. <laughs> so can I. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I find it fascinating. I mean, we could be talking about any industry, auto tech, but listening to young young people, and I mean that relatively young, uh, and then students talking about things they've learned and how they've applied them, there needs to be more of these conversations out there. The, Absolutely. The public needs to hear these discussions, again, whether it's about auto tech or, or any other ind- industry. I think our school systems, not just Dayleaf, but school systems in general, there are a lot of positive things happening, a lot more positive than, than negative. And we're producing a much more educated young man, young lady in all walks of life. YouTube in particular and Vivian uh, – um, I had no idea when we were scheduling that we were going to have a young lady. Uh, <laughs> you've made my day, actually. But but y'all are examples of this. And as a superintendent of a school district, uh, yes, I want people listening to this to, to learn about the industry and your experiences. But at a little higher level, I want people to say, you know what? <laughs> Our future is in pretty good hands. Yeah. Whether it's the auto industry or anything else, they're in pretty good hands. And uh, I, I'm interested, is there anything else that you guys, that, that you'd like to share? Is there something that hasn't been talked about that you feel compelled to talk about. I kind of wanted to share a little bit what's, what was going on here at A-Leaf at, at our CTE Center. Um, in our program, um, right now, we actually have uh, several introduction classes coming along pretty good. Uh, I have myself, I have four classes. Uh, sometimes they give me six classes a semester. Sometimes they give me four. But in those four or six classes, I have maybe about 20 students. So each semester, um, averaging about maybe a, a good maybe 180 to maybe 240 students. So with that say means that, say that again. I want people to understand how many kids are. <laughs> this is just auto tech at one high school. Yeah, at one high school, about 180 to 240 students, and that's per school year. So um, out of those students, we have to kind of uh, put that down, put that number down, because in our advanced classes, we don't have enough room to kind of uh, fulfill that 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 a uh, vacant spot. Mm-hmm. So um, so what we end up doing is we end up uh, having a rubric, and in that rubric, we get our most uh, or guys or girls that, that have the, the best attendance, not necessarily the highest grades. Uh, I focus more on more interest towards it, uh, mm-hmm. more passionate about it. Grades, they do matter. And yes, I do uh, tend to push those guys that, and girls that are uh, accomplishing uh, or, or getting higher grades to the, to the next class. But for the most part, I mean, even though I have a C student or something like that, but they seem a little more interested than a B student or something like that, I, I might push them over just a little bit so that they kind of uh, get a chance, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, the passion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so uh, we have that. Um, as of right now, we have, uh, I think, uh, 26 students this year uh, that are requesting job shadowing packets for our internship program. Of course, not all of them will complete it, uh, but for the most part, that's a good, healthy number for right now. Uh, last year, we had uh, six interns that actually landed a spot at, at a dealership, and that was at a Sterling McCall dealership. I'm not sure. I think we had uh, Nissan, Lexus, and we had uh, Acura, and uh, some of them were stationed at other locations. I just can't remember on top of my head. We also have other students, former students, that actually came to the school, and actually, I think some of them did take this program. They're working at auto parts stores. They're uh, working at uh, also at other Group 1, which is going to be your Sterling McCall dealerships, or there's other dealerships out there that are also Group 1 related, but it's just that I can't think of them from the top of my head. Uh, there's a store uh, here in North Houston called Maserati Houston. We have some, I think I think it's a service manager. He, he was a former student here, and there's a technician actually working there too. At our Sewell dealerships, there are actually students there working from here too. And then there's also other dealerships out there that we have where our former students are actually working there as well. And not, and not just as technicians, they're there as managers, technicians, assistant managers, or as other people know them as, as service writers. 
um, and of course auto parts stores and and, and whatnot. Right. We are also we we just opened up our state inspection machine, so that's going to be opened up to the public. I think today was our first state inspection that we did this morning. I haven't talked to the guys yet, but I think we we are up and running. So. Sooner or later, we should have our website uh, up and running as well so that we could schedule appointments and you will be able to bring your cars into our A-Leaf Center. We'll be the first educational center to offer inspections in the the country. In the country, yes, that is correct. That is awesome. (laughs) That's pretty cool. In the country, yes. Just wanted to add, you know, for for the last notes is, um, again, very grateful to be here. For the student out there listening, you know, like I was talking a little bit to Vivian, dream big. You know, I, I tell these students in this particular program that I wouldn't cap their vision just to being a technician, whether it's an independent or a dealership. I challenge them to dream big. You know, it's, for me, what it's been was a a stepping stone onto my onto being an entrepreneur, which I know a lot of young men and women like that, right? Because mainly, I think they have a they don't have the right understanding of what it takes, but. Uh, Dream big. You know, it's everything you will learn here, I guarantee, will apply to anything, anything you choose to do in the future. Um, So, again, to the kids, dream big. I myself, when I talk to some of these students, I see myself in them. Like I go back, you know, 12, 13 years, and then I I do see myself in them. Uh, To the parents, I just challenge them to just kind of open up their minds a little bit, you know, just see where the times are going. Maybe watch a video or two on the automotive industry. There's you know, a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of money to be made. You know, it's a billion-dollar industry. So just open your mind because I'd hate to for a parent to possibly, you know, rob a, a kid of a young man or, or woman of an opportunity from, from having a very good-paying job and, and you know, an honest way of earning a living. And then uh, lastly, as educators, you know, yourself and then everybody in this program, like I mentioned earlier, I see that it's not about the money. I see that it's actual caring and wanting to make not just the students better in this program and this building better, but society as a whole. So I just want to, you know, extend a how grateful I am to, to everybody. Um, I myself, I try to give as much as I can, but at the same time, I'm trying to build a business as well. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes that can yeah. get a little a, difficult. It's a fine, but, fine line. Yeah, fine but uh, I will definitely continue to give as much as I can to this program, whether it's you know time, money, knowledge, right. any which way. Uh, but I'm excited about not just this program, but in as a whole, how we're going to be able to help and, and improve, I believe, not just the auto industry, but just our communities as a well. Great. And with that, with that being said, I kind of also wanted to give thanks to our partners, mm-hmm. if, if that's okay. Uh, we have a Group One Auto that is uh, uh, one of our partners. Uh, Ford Doctors, a uh, Ford Doctors, uh, Sterling McCall Lexus was a partner of us too. Uh, Sanderson College, Jeff Hall's Mazda, O'Reilly's Auto Parts, Universal Technical Institute, which is UTI, uh, Ingenuity Auto Works, which our friend here uh, Will works at or is the owner of. I, I want to say, uh, Snap On. And, of course, uh, another uh, um, partner that just joined us not too long ago, which was Sewell Cadillac. Thank you. And they, I'm sure they appreciate it. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate it and they appreciate it. Will appreciates that. Uh, Will, appreciate Will's it. a businessman. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give you the last word on this. I think for a reminder for all of us, I guess, especially for a student, don't, think, uh, don't mistake a fail as an embarrassment, but one step closer to your passion. Because I catch myself, like, if I make a mistake on a car or something like that, 
I feel embarrassed for it. Like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. So I guess it's just a reminder for all of us. Good advice, young lady. Good good advice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you, three. This is this, I've enjoyed this. I really have. We're probably going to do a follow-up at some point. Yeah. But uh, we'll keep an eye on Vivian and see where she where Definitely. she where she no lands. No pressure, Vivian. That's right. <laughs> I feel That's it right, right. now already. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone. I thank you guys for for being here, and for those listening. I uh, hope you've uh, learned something from this. I hope you feel better about the future of our automotive industry. Uh, and like I said earlier, I hope you feel more confident about the, the the kids who are coming out of high school these days. They, I am extremely extremely optimistic about about our future. So, with that, thank you for listening. This is HD Chambers with Impact Ed. Have a great day. This has been an AMP production.